Good morning. This is Alan Carroll at Carroll Pharmacy in Smithfield, and we are proud to bring you Hope for Today, a program we hope might help you, inspire you, or encourage you and give you hope for today. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. In times like these, you need a Savior. In times like these, you need an anchor. Be very sure. Be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. In times like these, you need the Bible. In times like these, oh, be not idle. Be very sure. Be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. In times like these, I have a Savior. In times like these, I have an anchor. I'm very sure. I'm very sure. My anchor holds and grips the solid rock. This rock is Jesus. Yes, he's the one. This rock is Jesus, the only one. I'm very sure. I'm very sure. My anchor holds and grips the solid rock. Welcome back to another edition of Hope for Today. I have just read the three verses from Ruth K. Jones's hymn in times like these. This is such a strange and scary time that we are going through here in this country and all around the world. But here we are, and we definitely need something or someone to hold on to. Someone we can be very sure of, and that someone is our hope for today. A while back, while driving on Interstate 40, a transfer truck passed me. I don't even know what company was being advertised on the truck, but I do remember the words that were on the bottom side of the truck. They were, we deliver confidence. I have thought often of what we as Christian people should be delivering every day to our family, to our friends, to our neighbors, to our co-workers, to everyone we come in contact with. And because of the God we serve, we do have a lot that we can and should be delivering to everyone we are around. I'm going to share some Bible verses and other writings that I have come across when considering what we should deliver. But I have got to tell you, there are nearly 8,000 verses in the New Testament alone, and many of them describe what believers of Jesus have available to them. So I could probably talk about what we can and should deliver for a year of Saturdays. But of course, there is only one reason we are able to deliver anything helpful and inspirational and encouraging to the people we associate with. And that is because of what we ourselves have received from God and His Son, Jesus Christ. God created us in the first place, and His Son, Jesus Christ, came to earth. Jesus went about doing good. He set the example for us as to how we should live, and He loved us so much that He willingly died on the cross to save us from our sins. Jesus overcame death by the power of His Father, who raised him from the dead, and that gives us the hope that we too will experience eternal life if we believe in Jesus. Here is a comforting verse from Psalm 37, 5. Depend on the Lord, trust him, and he will take care of you. Do you trust him? Another way to ask this question is, do you have faith in the Lord? E. Stanley Jones says that fear tears us down but faith builds us up. That fear and worry cause disease. 
Share your faith and build people up. I think that especially now in the times we are in, that many people are scared. Fear is paralysis. Faith is power. Let your faith deliver you from fear so that you might be an encouragement to others and give them hope for today. Listen to these verses found in the Old Testament book of Isaiah, chapter 26, verses 3 and 4. He will keep in perfect peace all those who trust in him, whose thoughts turn often to the Lord. Trust in the Lord God always, for in the Lord Jehovah is your everlasting strength. So from these verses, we see that the Lord delivers perfect peace and everlasting strength to those who trust him. And they will be a couple of great things to have. These verses are also from Isaiah chapter 30. Yet the Lord still waits for you to come to him so he can show you his love. He will conquer you to bless you, just as he said. For the Lord is faithful to his promises. Blessed are all those who wait for him to help them. So the Lord is waiting to bless us if we are waiting for him to help us. I know some of you are thinking, I've been waiting a long time. How long do I have to wait for his help? I'm sorry, I cannot answer that. And I, I know people who are strong Christians who don't understand all the struggles they have gone through with job layoffs, estranged children, and poor health over the years. And it continues to this very day. I guess the verse for you who feel as if you are in a hopeless situation and lack understanding is a verse that we all need to remember from Isaiah 55, 9. The Lord says, For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than yours. And then hear these verses from the end of chapter 40 of Isaiah. O Israel, how can you say that the Lord doesn't see your troubles and isn't being fair? Don't you yet understand? Don't you know by now that the everlasting God... The creator of the farthest parts of the earth never grows faint or weary. No one can fathom the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the tired and worn out and strength to the weak. Even the youths shall be exhausted and the young men will all give up. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. From Isaiah chapter 41, God says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. I am holding you by your right hand. I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. And the joy of the Lord shall fill you full. I would like to read you some of the notes from chapters 40 and 41 of Isaiah from my Life Application Bible. And here they are. Only in God's eternal world, word will we find lasting solutions to our problems and needs. Isaiah describes God's power to create, his provision and his presence to help. God is almighty and all-powerful, but even so, he cares for each of us personally. No person or thing can be compared to God. We describe God as best we can with our limited knowledge and language, 
but we only limit our understanding of him and his power when we compare him to what we experience on earth. What is your concept of God, especially as revealed in his Son, Jesus Christ? Don't limit his work in your life by underestimating him. Even the strongest people get tired at times, but God's power and strength never diminish. He is never too tired or too busy to help and listen. His strength is our source of strength. When you feel all of life crushing you and you cannot go another step, remember that you can call upon God to renew your strength. We all need regular times to listen to God. Waiting on the Lord is expecting His promised strength to help us rise above life's distractions and difficulties. Listening to God helps us to be prepared for when He speaks to us, to be patient when He asks us to wait, and to expect Him to fulfill the promises found in His Word. If Jesus had only done one thing in His life, dying on the cross for our sins and giving those of us who believe in him eternal life, it would certainly have been enough reason to trust him. But Jesus told his disciples that when he went back to heaven, he would send them a helper, the Holy Spirit, to teach them and to guide them. I'd like to read you some verses from the New Testament book of John, chapter 14, when Jesus was at the Last Supper with his disciples, telling them the things he wanted them to know, and promising them the Holy Spirit. Now read from John chapter 14, verses 15 through 27. If you love me, obey me, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, and he will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit who leads into all truth. The world at large cannot receive him, for it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you do, for he lives with you now, and some day shall be in you. No, I will not abandon you or leave you as orphans in the storm. I will come to you. In just a little while I will be gone from the world, but I will still be present with you. For I will live again, and you will too. When I come back to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. The one who obeys me is the one who loves me, and because he loves me, my Father will love him, and I will too, and I will reveal myself to him. Thaddeus said to him, Sir, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us disciples and not to the world at large? Jesus replied, Because I will only reveal myself to those who love me and obey me. The Father will love them too, and we will come to them and live with them. Anyone who doesn't obey me doesn't love me. And remember, I am not making up this answer to your question. It is the answer given by the Father who sent me. I am telling you these things now while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the Comforter instead of me, and by the Comforter I mean the Holy Spirit, he will teach you much as well as remind you of everything I myself have told you. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give isn't fragile like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. Jesus taught the disciples a lot during his time on earth, and he set a wonderful example for them of helping people and loving people. After his ascension, 
As promised, he sent the Holy Spirit to help them live lives that pointed people toward him and glorified God. They couldn't have done it without the Holy Spirit, and neither can we. In the fifth chapter of his letter to the Galatians, Paul identifies the characteristics of a life controlled by the Holy Spirit. He says that the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So this is what Christ delivers to us, which helps us in turn be able to deliver to those we come in contact with. Obviously, we can't deliver something we have never received, but for those of us who have trusted in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, and it will certainly glorify the Lord for us to show that the Holy Spirit has indeed produced that fruit in our lives. Galatians 5.25 states, If we are living now by the Holy Spirit's power, let us follow the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. What a powerful testimony that would be to the world. A few other verses that have come up in devotionals in just the last few days I want to share with you today. Jesus said in John 16.33, Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but cheer up for I have overcome the world. And from Matthew 6, 33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. From Psalm 46, 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. From John 15, 5, Jesus said, Apart from me, you can do nothing. From the introduction to the book of 2 Corinthians, this is what it says about the theme. God is faithful. His strength is sufficient for any trial. When trials come, they keep us from pride and teach us dependence on God. He comforts us so we can comfort others. From Sarah Young's book, Jesus Calling, Don't let unexpected events throw you off course. Rather, respond calmly and confidently, remembering that I am with you. As soon as something grabs your attention, talk with me about it. Thus, I share your joys and your problems. I help you cope with whatever is before you. This is how I live in you and work through you. This is the way of peace. And there may be some of you today who are facing death because of an incurable disease or because you're in prison for the rest of your life, a, a terrible diagnosis, or some other reason. I personally know two men who have died in the last year who were at peace as they neared the end of their earthly journeys. One man wanted the ventilator removed, and the other man wanted to stop all treatments for cancer. Both of these men were Christians. They were not afraid to die, and they were at peace because they had a relationship with Jesus Christ the Prince of Peace, and they knew where they were going to spend eternity. Their hope was in the promises of Jesus Christ, and that hope does not disappoint. Before he was crucified, Jesus told his disciples he would come back on the third day, and he did. So when he tells us that after we die, we too will live again because he did, I believe him, and I hope you do as well. Charles Spurgeon says in his Faith's Checkbook book, 
When I meet death, the last enemy, I pray that I may be at peace. Only let my great care be to please the Lord in all things. And that was the end of his quote. We will all meet death, and I hope we will all be at peace as we meet death. That will certainly please God because it will glorify him. In a devotional book that I have, um, and it's called Hope for Each Day uh, by Billy Graham, I want to read you something from um, March 14th. And the the Bible verse that he has here is uh, from Psalm 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. And here's the message in that devotional. During World War II, Captain Eddie Rickenbacker and his crew ran out of fuel and ditched their B-17 in the Pacific Ocean. For weeks, nothing was heard of him, and across the country, thousands of people prayed. Then he returned and, in an article, told what had happened. Quote, And this part I would hesitate to tell, he wrote, except that there were six witnesses who saw it with me. A gull came out of nowhere and lighted on my head. I reached up my hand very gently. I killed him, and then we divided him equally among us. We ate every bit, even the little bones. Nothing ever tasted so good. This gull saved them from starvation. Years later, I asked him to tell me the story personally because it was through this experience that Eddie Rickenbacker came to know Christ. And this is what he said. I have no explanation except that God sent one of his angels to rescue us. We may never see them, but God still sends his angels to surround and protect his children, including you. And then um, in um, Charles Stanley's In Touch devotional that he has every, every month, this was from sometime in December, and it was talking about promises for painful times, and certainly we are in a painful time something that uh, going on in this country and that we, we don't have control over it. Nobody has control over it, and which is makes it so scary. Um, and it's one of the things why the Lord gives us and how, how the Lord gives us encouragement uh, in, in a number of ways in painful times. And first, God disciplines with love. He has our best interest in mind when he corrects us, uh, and he gives us hope through his Son he doesn't want our suffering to debilitate us, but when it feels like it's too much to bear, the promise of eternity in Christ's presence keeps us from despair. And third, God gives clarity through difficult times. As we learn that His ways are higher than ours, we gain understanding of His amazing attributes. At the same time, our self-awareness starts to sharpen and old, unproductive thought patterns begin to fade. Fourth, God promises that he will never desert us. Brokenness can bring a feeling of emptiness as we are losing things that once captured our loyalty. But our Father replaces those with himself, and he is vastly more satisfying and dependable. And fifth, the Lord is patient. He knows our background and thought patterns, but also sees the end result and knows the journey is worth it. When you face hardship, remember God's promises and keep your eyes fixed on the goal. He wants you to help you reach your full potential. And then I want to come, I want to read you a part of a couple of prayers from God's Minute Book. And um, 
the first one I'm going to share is by one of the few women that had one, and her name was Alice Hagen Rice, and then part of one from uh, Cortland Myers. And so uh, when burdens here, they hear these prayers. The verse I want to read is, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he um, maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And those verses are from Romans 8, verses 26 to 28. And this is the prayer. The way is long, our Father, and sometimes very weary. We crowd and bruise one another in passing, and often we forget the goal in the heat and hurry of the pilgrimage. Start us forth, we pray, each day with fresh courage, and whisper in our hearts a little song to gladden our steps as we take up our burdens anew. Grant that the lightest of these may ever be our conscience, and that we may never be too laden with personal troubles to carry the balm of sympathy for friend and foe. Above all, grant us the gift of clear vision that we may pierce the doubts and fears of the passing moment and dwell with unfaltering confidence upon the ultimate fact of thy love. When burdens become heavy, may we find the strength necessary in thee. In face of all difficulty and every problem, may we be brave because of our faith. Whatever we do, may we do it all to thy glory. May this day bear the divine mark in the calendar on earth and in heaven. We leave our prayers where all prayer belongs in the shadow of the cross. And then I'm going to read you some words, some of the words from Kirk Franklin's song, hymn, My Life is in Your Hands. No matter what you're going through, I know that you can stand, for your life is in, in His hands. You don't have to worry, and don't you be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. Thank you, Jesus. For there's a friend named Jesus who will wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, Oh, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. I know that I can stand no matter what comes my way. No matter what may come my way, Jesus, my life, my life is in your hands. So when your tests and trials, they seem to get you down, and all your friends and loved ones, they're nowhere to be found, remember there's a friend Remember, there's a friend named Jesus. Oh, I love him. I love him who will wipe your tears away. I know he will. And if your heart is broken, this is all you have to do. Just lift your hands and say, Oh, come on and worship with me. Say it. Come on. Oh, I know that I can make it. Don't you give up. I know that I can stand. Hang on. Joy is coming. I know it does, no matter what may come my way. Jesus, my life, my life is in your hands. Every person is going through something. Lift your hands and sing it with me. I know I can. I know that I can make it. I got a witness in here somewhere. I know. I know that I can stand. So thank you, Jesus. No matter what you're going through, my life is in your hands. There's grace and mercy. My life is in your hands. He loves you. I know he does. My life is in your hands. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. And I'll close with this verse 
from Romans 15, 13. So I pray for you that God who gives you hope will keep you happy and full of peace as you believe in him. I pray that God will help you overflow with hope in him through the Holy Spirit's power within you. Thank you for listening. In times like these, you need a Savior. In times like these, you need an Listening to Hope for Today, brought to you each Sunday morning by Carol Pharmacy. We hope the message today has helped and encouraged you. If we can ever help you with your prescriptions, over-the-counter medications, or vaccines, we hope you will come into our family-owned and operated independent pharmacy, where outstanding customer service is our goal. 